Thanks for listening to the Velocity Church podcast. We hope that this message encourages you, inspires you, and challenges you to take your next step with Jesus. Now here's the message. Amen. It is good to be in the Lord's house, which happens to be a movie theater today, because we're two or more gathered, there he is also, right? It's not the building. Listen, we can have church over at Walmart, right? We can head to H-E-B. We are the body. We are the church. And so we're in Ephesians chapter 5. And how many of you like this, 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 this book of Ephesians, this series we've been doing? The letter, you know, 13 letters that Paul wrote, epistles. Here he is talking to the church at Ephesus. And I'm going to tell you what. When you read it from verse to verse, you can't take it out of context, can you? And we got to be aware of taking scriptures and lifting them out of context. You know, sometimes some scriptures, if you lift them out, they're strong and they can stand on their own. But some scriptures you lift them out and sometimes it can mean a whole, we can get a whole different picture. And so we're to rightly divide the word of truth. Study and show ourselves approved. And so here we are in Ephesians chapter 5, let there be light. I can see all y'all's faces. I love you guys. I just feel I just feel to say that here this morning. Love every one of you here. You all have special gift. And this is a pleasure and honor to be your pastor, to help shepherd this flock. It's, it's been, you know, I've been doing this for a while. I've been around different circles, and this is such a loving, giving group of people. If you're visiting here today and you don't have a church home, this is a place that I would recommend joining not just to fill up seats, but you'll, you'll, you'll join a community of people, of believers that are for you. Amen? Well, we've got a world that's against us, right? Every time you turn on the TV and you're like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? But we've got, we got people that are for you, and that's what you want is people that are for you and not against you. And God's for you. And who, if God be for you, who can be against you? Amen? So in Hebrews chapter 5, we're in uh, verse 22 today. And, um, you know, we need to, um, when you read some of these scriptures, this, where I'm going to be teaching here today, is talking about marriage. Bless you. It's going to be talking about marriage. And, and there's been so much teaching that has been bad on this topic. And I think a lot of it has because we read things from our Western culture. We have that perspective, that focus, and when we read things from that focus, sometimes it has a different meaning in the Greek. See, in the Old Testament, it was written primarily in Hebrew, and the New Testament is in Greek. So when you get keywords here, you need to look at these keywords. I would suggest, if you would, get you a strong concordance. That's what I have. That way you can look at the word in that verse and you can find the true meaning that was behind that. Because it can be different meaning from our own Western civilization over here. And so, get your strong concordance. Don't just rely on commentaries because that's what it is. It's a commentary. It's not truth. You know, sometimes, you know, I love all the, you know, we got, what, translations. It used to be back in my day, 26 translations, but I think it's just gone even more. And um, I look at all those translations, but, you know, some of them, I, you know, I read out the New King James Version. It's not as flowery as the King James, but I believe it's close back to the original transcript, manuscript that was 
taught, but you know, the, you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Sometimes I look at the NIV. Sometimes I sit the NIV on this. You know, I think some time, some things are maybe watered down a little bit sometimes in there. So you got to be aware. But it doesn't mean that I just throw it away. It's got good. Sometimes I'm preaching out of the NIV. Whatever the Lord has. So I, I suggest that you get your strong concordance and uh, study and show yourself approved. Amen. It says here, wives. Everybody say wives. This is where the bad teaching comes. I can tell you, I've been in counseling before, and I've had men that they don't know any scripture, but they know this one. They're like, Pastor, I'm the head, and she's the wife, and she's supposed to submit to me. And they say that that's all they know, you know? It's kind of like every drunk that knows that a little wine's good for the belly. They know that scripture, but they, listen. We need, to, we need to have a relationship. I'll say it again. Because Jesus is the relationship. It's not church. It's not filling the seats. It's not membership. It's about a relationship with Christ Jesus. How can you have a relationship? In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. The Word was God. We're talking about Christ. He didn't get a start in Bethlehem, folks. He has always existed as God. Amen. He's not just a God created, a God. He is the God, the triune of the Godhead, the God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. And all things are made through him and by him. He's our source for everything. I know you got a lot of resources out there. I know you got jobs, and those are resources. That's not your source. Your source comes from God Almighty. Here we go. Now, you ready? Put on your seatbelts. It says here, wives, submit to your own husbands. Some of you are hearing right now saying, own husband? I mean, maybe that husband. No. That's not what, when we get through with this, you'll see why Paul wrote it this way, what it means, the true meaning. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to who? Ooh, so that's pretty powerful right there, isn't it? To submit to your own husband. How do you, how, in, in comparison, as to the Lord. For the husband is the head. Everybody say head. So we got two key words here we're going to look at. Submit and head. Of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject or in submission to Christ, because Christ is the head, right? We're the body. So let the wives be to their own husbands and everything. I want you to see what this is in Greek. Um, the word submit is hypostasis. What that means is to abide. It, it's not bad teaching before is like it's just rulership. It's just dominion, you know, uh, commanded, you know, like we're, we're, I'm, I command over my wife. It's not that at all. Abide. You remember Jesus says, you know, you abide in me, and you abide in the word, and we're together. We're, 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 one, we're one source is what it's talking about here. And that's what the next word is when you talk about head. It's, it's, in a sense, it's talking about, here's a Greek word. I'm going to see if I can say. Kephali. That's it. Kephali. It looks totally different than you pronounce it. You got to remember that P is pronounced. Kafali. And that means 
Head, it means source. It means the source, where it comes from. Now, with that in mind, let's flip over to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11 real quick. Y'all must be using your phones. Or y'all just relying up here. I'm trying to bring that by. If you need a Bible, we have a Bible to give it to you. 1 Corinthians, so what does cement mean? It means to abide or support. That's a good one, support. And then the, uh, the head means to be source, okay? So look at it this way. Now I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all your things and keep their traditions just as I deliver them to you. Look at verse 3. But I want you to know that the, and what, are we, what is it known in the Greek? Source. So catch this. I want you to know that the source of every man is what? And the source of every woman is, where did a woman come from? Grib, right? Came from man. So what it's saying here is that man was made first, and he was made in the image of God, and so was woman made in the image of God. And here's the thing. They're both equal, but they have two different functions. Look at it this way. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. One's not a boss over the other. They're all in unison. They're all in unity. The Holy Trinity. But Jesus did the what? Father's will. He didn't speak on his own authority. You remember him saying that through the Gospels? I don't speak on my own authority, but whatever my Father is doing. You see, there's the headship. There's the source. And so what it's saying here is that that. The head of man, the source of man is Christ, and the source of woman is because woman came, it's the environment. It's just like a fish. What's its environment? Its atmosphere. It's, it's water. It's the source. It's where it comes from. So woman came from man. And the head of Christ is who? God. They're all one. You read further. We'll go back to, to Ephesians. Read further along. Remember in Genesis where it says, and the two will become one flesh? Now, you know, me and Dana, 37 years, right? This past September, 21. Uh, we're, you know, we can get things done. Side by side, arm to arm, right? We get things done. Well, I was telling her this the other day. We were out putting up Christmas decorations this past, you know, I was off Thursday and Friday, so we, we did that during that time. And, I mean, we had lights up. We had, you know, decorations out in the front. And, and I remember back when you, Danielle, my oldest, was just barely setting up. We'd set her in the yard. Do you remember that? And we'd stay up to 1 o'clock, and she would too. This girl would not go to sleep. So we would we'd put up decorations, and we would just get things done. And we'd been like that in life. We needed to get something done. We just get side by side and we do it. But it's never been that I command over her. We're, we're working together. And we're working through love. And, and it's not that we don't have, she has different distinctions. She's a woman. You know? Man, how I many you know what I'm saying? There's different distinctions between a man and a woman. And uh, so there's sometimes, you know, I'm like, she doesn't know where I'm coming from sometimes. And I don't know where she's coming from. But we work together, and we work together in love, and we work together in that unity. And so, 
doing that, realize that, that in life that we're talking about here, we're talking about marriage. We're talking about man and a woman, not man and a man, and not woman and a woman. This is how God ordained it. Amen. Can I get an amen? It's how God ordained it. It's always been designed. That's the, the intention of God's intention was to be that way. And so I don't want women today to be think that they are being domineered by a man, commanded by the man. They're working together. And what messes things up is when you get these guys that that's the only scripture they know and say, I'm the head and she's supposed to submit, Pastor. That makes all the single women not want to get married. Huh? There's not a woman here that wants to submit to a man who's not submitted to God. Let me say that again. There's not a woman here today that wants to submit to a man that will not submit to God. Now, if you're a widow here today, God's a defender of widows. He defends, it says in Psalm 68. If you're single here today, the father's your husband. Amen. He's your source. And what greater source is that? And it's not that, that the wife's source is just her husband. It's also his Christ because you submit to your husband as you submit to the Lord. So they're both working together. And it's not by rules and regulations. Because if the next scripture, the next verse, would tell you, it tells you a secret how you're supposed to rule husbands. It's not by commandments. It's not by hollering, right? What's the next scripture say? Husbands what? Tell her what to do. No. Tell her how the cow eats the cabbage. No. Listen, I've been around some hillbillies. Can I say it that way? That's a good word, okay? That come in. Oh, praise God. I'll just leave it at that. And the wife is just not getting anything out of him. And he's complaining about the wife. And I said, well, you know what? She's reflecting off of you. So if, if you don't like your reflection, guess who she's reflecting off? Because who is the head of the woman? Who's the head of man? Christ. So he's reflecting. It should be reflecting off of God. God being a source, and then the woman is, man is the head of woman, so he should, she should be reflecting off of him. So if you don't like what your wife's done, guess who's in charge? Guess who's responsible? Right, man? These are always tough to preach. It says, husbands, love your wife. Love your wife. You're her source. If you're her source, if Christ is the source for man, he loved you that he gave his life for you, then you're the source. You're the faucet. You're the water. You're the flow for your wife. Wife's love. Husband, love your wives. How? Unconditionally. Not with conditions. Well, if she does this and this and this, you know. No. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify 
and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word. See, husband, you got to get washed by the word so that water will be not muddy when it comes out of you. So she has something good to drink. See, what it's saying here is wives, draw from your source, which is your husband. But husbands, you better make sure your water's clean. And it's coming from the source, the fountain, the everlasting fountain. By the washing of the word, that he might present to himself a glorious church, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that he should be holy without blemish. So husbands, ought, here it is again. He's repeating himself. Anytime you see that again, it means God's meaning some, I mean, he's always meaning business. But he wants you to get this. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. I'm not talking about mushy-gushy love. Huh? I'm not talking about, hey, I watch those Hallmark Christmas games, okay? <laughs> I've seen the spirit of Christmas, and I'm thinking, Dana, I think the reason we see this guy, this guy is very attractive. <laughs> yeah. You can say that after 37 years of marriage, amen? <laughs> love their wives at their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes it and cherishes it just as the Lord does. The, just as, see that comparison? Love like Jesus is what we're saying here this morning. Man, love like Jesus. And you see the flow where it comes from. Christ is the head to man. Man is the head to woman, and then the woman to the children. You see how all that works? It flows. How good it is of the anointing, the unity. This top Bible talks about in Psalms. It's like the anointing that flows from the head down Aaron's beard. Down flows and downs into the, even where they walk. See, how many want to walk in the blessings of God? You, got, you can't get things out of order. And what we mean by order, you can't have the wife being the source for the man. Now, she helps, but God is the source for man, and woman gets her source from God and the man. You see how that flows? Oh, that's so good. And his source is here. We're talking about love. Love. For we are members, verse 30, of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this reason, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. Ladies, single ladies, young single ladies, if the man's still living at home with mommy and daddy, he don't have a job, he's playing Xbox, he's down in the basement, let me give you a word of warning. Run. <laughs> All right? There ought to be motivation in the man you pick that's already done all this. Went out and got him a good job because he's to provide. Not looking for you to be the provision, but he's, got the, he's, he's the provider. 
and he's already left. He's not looking for another mama, okay? And she's not <laughs> My mom told my wife before we got married, she said, I got to apologize to you. I picked up his clothes. Remember that? We first got married, we got, I remember the exercise bikes, you know, the, the bikes. And all that was good for was to hang my clothes on. <laughs> shall leave, shall leave, shall leave. His father shall leave. His father and mother be joined. Cleave, join, join to the wife, and the two shall become what? Well, that's a mystery, right? It's like God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they're one. But there's, a, there's, there's, there's authority there. We, as husbands or wives, are one in flesh. We have different functions. We're equal, but we have different functions. I speak, in the t and they shall become one place. This, this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see she respects her husband. Husband, you want, you listen, <laughs> you want to show love. How, if you've been married a long time, you need to keep dating your wife before someone else starts dating her. Amen? You got to keep that fire going. Amen, Pastor Arthur? Let's look at John. John chapter 15. You'll probably already got it up there, don't you? I am the true vine. He's talking about Jesus. He says, I'm the vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Jesus is the source. All things are made. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word was God, and all things are made through Him, by Him, and for Him. He's the source. He's the source. He's the sap in the vine. He's the source for us as branches. We're the branches. We're not the vine. We're the branches. And God's a vine dresser. He's up there pruning. Huh? You ever been pruned by God? It's not to destroy you. It's to develop you. Prune that, you prune those fruit trees, and boy, they bear more fruit. I'm the true vine. My father's a vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. You'll know them by their fruit. Right? Oh, I'm a Christian. I come to church. I'm a member of church. Do you have a relationship? Is Je are you a branch? Do you, if you're a branch, then your source is Jesus, and he's the, he's, the, he's, the, he's the sap into your life that flows. Every branch that bears fruit, it's talking about Christians there, he prunes that it might what? Bear more fruit. How many of Christians can get offended real easy? Huh? They can get offended with each other. How many of Christians can get offended with God? 
You have Christians come in and say, Pastor, I'm praying for this. I'm praying for this to happen. And it doesn't happen like, like they wanted to. And they get offended with God and what? Gone. How I many of some people get offended with each other? Some people get offended with God, and some people get offended with themselves. I'm not talking about clinical depression, but I'm talking about just depression. They get angry with themselves. Watch out for that one because it says, Love your neighbor as yourself. It's hard to love your neighbor if you don't love yourself. You're already clean because of what? Who's the word? Who's this? What's this manifestation right here that I'm reading right here coming from? Jesus. The Christ. These are not just, this is upholding all things by the power of his word, the word of his power. Amen? This is quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. This is not a natural book. This is God-breathed. Word, ever-living word of God, the spirit of truth and life is right here. What we're reading here today. You're clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me. There's that word. Abide. Submit. Submit in me. And I in you as the branch cannot what? Of itself unless it abides in the vine. See, if, 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 if the husband's out of order or the wife's out of order, it's going to be hard to produce fruit because there's an out of order. There's a flow that comes through this. Branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, without Christ, you can do what? Nothing. Did I give, Sam, did I give you John 15, 9? All right. As the Father loved me, I have also what? Abide in my what? If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as if I kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Let's see if I can do a little illustration here this morning. Abide in me. Wives are abiding in their husbands. Husbands are abiding in Christ. Dean and I, last Sunday, went to a new restaurant down there in the woodlands. We've been doing keto so long, I want some Italian food. We went down there. They just opened and uh, ordered a glass of water. She ordered a glass of water. Food came out, it was good. But I, you know, I was thirsty. 
I had a hard preaching last Sunday. And how many of you know, you've done this, you, you're drinking the water and the waitress or waiter's not in sight, you start doing this. You know what I'm talking about? How many of y'all beat on the bottom of the glass? And then the ice is stuck and it, then it all falls on you? You know what I'm talking about? And so I'm doing this, you know. I'm parched. I'm thirsty. Right? Could it be husbands that <laughs> wife's thirsty and she's doing this? What if it's like this? At least she got some eyes. No matter how thirsty she might be, nothing's going to come out, is it? You know why? Because nothing's in it. Woo, that's profound, isn't it? Man, we got to go to our source. You want know what's going to make your wife secure? Love. Just your presence being there. Just she knows that you're there. Last night I heard something loud at 3 o'clock this morning. Boom. I woke up. You heard that? Yeah. What was it? Oh. So I go looking all around. I mean, I go in upstairs. I go downstairs. I go through closets. I look under beds. I look to the bathrooms. I'm doing all this at 3 o'clock in the morning. No, I got to preach here this morning. But why? I love my wife. I'm going to make her feel secure. See, I don't want her doing this. Well, yeah, we go check on it? No. I certainly don't want her being like this. Getting nothing. Because if she's getting nothing, guess what the children are getting? You ever heard that term, mama's not happy? There's a reason for that. Man, we got to step up. And I'm not here to condemn you. I'm, I'm preaching to myself. My wife will tell you that I've been like this. Huh? She's had a rather glass a few times. So what are we to do as a man? As we fight, we abide God's truth. You know, I found this picture in the children's church stuff this morning and I wanted to say God's love because that's what we're talking about really God's love but God's love is truth so God just brought that out and so man here's what you need to do say this is a wife her source is you your source is Christ as the father has poured into Jesus Jesus pours into Man, and man is the faucet to the wife. That's unity. I picked two different. I picked two cups that look the same because they're equal. 
There's distinctions, but there's unity. And man, I know, because I'm a man, you get, people are thirsty and drawn on you quite a bit. Children, right? <laughs> Splash myself. How about your job? How about finances? Notice I'm taking smaller steps. <laughs> the electric bill, the mortgage is due. The car's broke. Man, you're under a lot of pressure. Doctor bills. Relationships, sickness in the family. If you don't watch out and you don't go back to your source, what's going to happen to you? Everybody's going to get a little bit. And then the littlest things will drain you dry. It's the little foxes that spoil the vines. It's the little mosquitoes in life. Have you even been, you had like great faith, you feel like you had great faith and you, and you stood something that was just a big mountain. You said unto this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea and shall not doubt in your heart. But you believe in the things that you said shall come to pass and you had whatever you said and you stood like that. But then a little small thing can come over and break the, it's the straw that breaks the camel's back. You need to be filled so she can be filled. Amen. And then it flows down to the children. So if you're looking at your wife and you're like, what's going on? You need to look in the mirror. You need to look and see if you've been coming back to your source. Has God been filling you up with his love? Because you are her source. And so, in Ephesians, it says, Do not be drunk with wine, but be you filled with the Spirit. Singing psalms and making melodies in your heart, speaking unto yourselves. That means you speaking to you. You know how sometimes I get filled up when everything's been taken a drink out of me? I just, start, I just start preaching to myself. I just start speaking to me. David said, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. <laughs> he wasn't talking to somebody else's soul. He's talking to his own soul. Sometimes you got to tell your soul, get with it. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that's within me. And when I do that, when I take time and I quit looking at things, then the Lord, I abide in him. He abides in me. I can feel. Right? And then people take a little drink. I pour into my wife. Right? You pour into your wife. Man, there's harmony in the family. Amen. Does this help anybody here today? Thanks for listening today. To stay connected, visit us online at velocityburnham.org and follow us on Instagram. 
And if you're ever in the Burnham area, we'd love to have you visit us on a weekend. Thanks again, and we hope to see you soon.